The culture, I'm saying, is definitely deeper than rap. There are a lot of great things happening in hip-hop for sure. From the outside looking in, you may not even understand. We're reporting live from deep within the culture. Ayo, part learning platform. Part inspiration. I'm talking all things culture. It's the Hip Hop Study Hall Podcast with DJ Egan. I'm not even sure why I'm laughing as I get into this. Like like we don't do this every week, man. It's uh, it's uh, Hip Hop Study Hall, the podcast. I am uh, DJ Egan. Why do I have to say uh in front of my own name like I don't even know my own name? In, and Jason is here, of course, as always, um, making sure that I'm okay. One part uh, learning platform, one part inspiration, all things culture. That is what Hip Hop Study Hall is all about. Today, though, um, I think this show is kind of special and it's kind of different. So, um, and, and let me tell you why, if you're listening and not watching us on YouTube, um, which Ben likes for me to say, the uh, YouTube channel uh, slash Hip Hop Study Hall. You see how I'm getting all these things in to make everybody happy that's on this team? Um, today's show, I'm going to call it news that matters and before i before i get into the show or whatever here's why i'm calling it news that matters right like like guys like myself people like myself that are in the media we have these stories right we figure that we know what the consumer wants to you know the consumer or the listener or the viewer wants to know about right so all of our blogs all of our social media at the top right it's always this it's always we want to be first we push all these things out there we're looking for clicks this that and the other right but I wanted to invite someone that is actually on the other side of, of the spectrum, right? Someone who we're trying to, you know, to get to click, to get the eyes, to get the ears, right? So I reached out to a young lady that I met that I am extremely fond of her movement and watching what she's doing with her life. Her name is Alexis Robinson. She is a student at USF Public Health Major Infection Control. That is your major. Public health with a minor in infection control. But you, yes. you, you see, I, you look, I, hey, look, man, I look, yeah. look, hey, I don't claim to know everything. I just want to get this right. The major is public health. Yes. The minor is infection control. And I do have the college right, though, University of South Florida. Yes. I won't I won't hold that. I won't hold that against you. <laughs> okay. um, you know, I went to UCF. I, I, I won't hold that against uh, you. That you know this. Well, well you know, uh, you know, I, I'm not again, I'm not going to hold it against, you know, I, I am in Tampa now and I am, you know, I am happy and proud to be Tampa's most connected DJ. So I, I, I too. Without even a doubt, I'll be like, go Bulls. You know, okay. you know, I got, I, I got, I got love for y'all. Yeah, I can say go Knights too. Oh, go Knights. oh see, I appreciate that. Yes. Let, let me, let me ask you this first off, because I, I want to know like a little bit about you. And then, you know, let, so that the audience can know more about you. You are how old? I am 21. So that makes you, do you know, Gen Z, what, what does that make you? Um, being 21 are you not sure jason i know jason you not kind of know this information off the offhand come on jason i'm slacking today no 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 you're not like um gen z uh we'll we'll look it up one of those two it's a 50 50 shot here we go we're gonna say 21 year olds are what generation you are gen z um okay gen z Mm. that was part of my guess (laughs) okay Gen Z. Now, the one thing I do know, like I didn't I didn't know you were Gen Z either. But the one thing I do know, and like I said, I just try to be as transparent as I can on this pod is I know that most of the things that I'm involved in, you are 
the person that we're trying to get, like like yeah. that we are marketing to. Like most of the parties I do, it's the 18 to 34 year old woman. Jason, you know, you had him. I'm on the right track. Okay, I just want to make sure because you know, Jason does this stuff too. Restaurant. Jason's kind of like a mogul on the low. Like he just he kind of lays low, but he is right. So so, um, I I wanted to have this conversation because, like I said, we're we sit in these rooms and and there's all this data and and what you guys want and and this sort of thing, right? So so let's just start with something that's said about you guys a lot. Okay. Are you or do you? Do you and your friends in your circle, do you guys still listen to the radio, like local radio that's here in Tampa? No. So um, mostly people just have their playlists on their phones. They have a lot of streaming, whether it be Apple, Spotify type of thing. So we just connect it to our car and listen to that or put on a playlist when we're doing homework, cleaning the apartment, things like that. So um, I would say definitely that most people my age do not listen to the radio. Now, let, let me. Let me go here. Okay. Do you guys not listen to the radio because it's not cool just across the board? Do you not listen to radio because the people, you don't want to hear the talking? Or is it the other thing that I keep hearing? Because they play the same 15 songs all day. <laughs> I would say it's probably a mix of all of that. Uh, people are very particular with their music taste. And I know with playlists and stuff, they can make it a lot more personalized. But I know radio, they can get a little bored, a little repetitive. Um, I know the ads are kind of something that turns people off sometimes. So uh, I would say those are mainly the reasons why people have strayed away from that. But how would you know about stuff that's going on in your city? Does, does, is radio behind on that? Because I've, I've felt like this a lot of times. Like, and, and this is no disrespect to my friends that are in radio, right? <laughs> I, and it, it really yeah. isn't. I just want to make sure that it, it's, it's like that. Like I feel like people to me that give me information they got to be able to give me something that I feel like I'm just not normally getting. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Like, really like if they're, right. If yeah. they're just, if they're just regurgitating the 12 ads or 12, 12, not ads or 12 stories that I've already gotten blasted to my phone from TMZ and these other sites that already have their way into your device. Right. Even if you got Apple news on your phone, right. And it's on CNN, Robin in the morning is trying to be cool now to tell you a few stories right on, on Robin Mead, Right. Um, I feel like, like I, I, I kind of get when you're saying like why you wouldn't listen. But when, when like I said, when I'm talking about local stuff, though, don't you don't you feel like radio offers you that that local sense in your community? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I actually I mean, I listen to the radio in my car because my aux doesn't work. But I, <laughs> I will say well, that's the only reason they're getting in. Okay. I, I will say, though, uh, when I do listen, I kind of you get to hear stories of local things, things that matter, things that are, oh, that's like really interesting or, oh, I didn't know that type of situation. So for me personally, I still am connected with radio um, and I also get news sources through other outlets. But I will say that that is one aspect of radio that is important is hearing those local stories. Right. So when you're thinking about these people and, and not that you have, I mean, I'm, I'm probably I'm I want to jump in your head a little bit here. When when you're thinking about people like myself that are that are like trying to get pretty much we're trying to get your dollar. We're trying to get you to support the things that we're doing. What do you think is the main thing that a lot of us do wrong? Like and just you as a consumer, like like, you know, like that we would that something maybe was great a few years ago, but it just does not work for you guys now. I think a lot of people's willingness to open up to other outlets is kind of something that's limited. And I would say that people shouldn't be afraid of kind of just like, oh, well, here's another outlet I can look into and I can support them. They can support me and give me information that's valuable to me. So I think that um, on the consumer end that we should be more willing to explore other, right. 
other places, opportunities. And on the other end of that, um, I know you guys are out trying to outreach so much. So I would just say to continue what you're doing and try and draw in that audience that you really want. Right. Do you guys so, feel do you guys feel immediately or and, and, and let me stop saying you guys do you <laughs> feel immediately do if something feels fake to you do you immediately just dismiss it you don't want to be a part of it I will be honest yes and I am very particular about my sources and where I get my media from because I want to make sure what I'm hearing is truthful because I am very against like false news you know right. and I know fake news that's kind of big in today's uh, media especially so for me, I tend to dismiss things that I kind of am like, okay, well, that doesn't even really sound true or the source is kind of like suspicious type of thing. Right. So, and you're in you're in public health. I am. <laughs> we are big on advocating for um, debunking misinformation and things like that. So I think that's also where I get that from. Gotcha. And, and talking about that, what made you choose? Because are you from Tampa? Are you born and raised in Tampa? Are you from Tampa? Uh, for the most part. Uh, I was actually born in San Diego, California. Ah, okay. And uh, my dad was in the military, so we kind of made our way to Florida when I was about three. And I've been pretty much living here since. Yeah, so. because if you live out there, you're never going to get a Super Bowl champion out there. Like, I'm just, I mean, I don't mean to, I mean, you're just, I know. You're just not. Like, it's, it's and tough. I mean, like, even a baseball, you're not going to get a baseball champion. Or like, football is not a chance now because the team move. But baseball, they're just yeah. not ever that good. I mean, look at us in Florida. We're literally thriving in our sports era. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. that, that, and we can agree For on the most that. Part, yeah. like, no, we are thriving here. We definitely here. Like, like Wrong. I'm not gonna say the Bulls are giving us a lot to oh. cheer about, but if if you if I mean if you go Bucks, you go Lightning, yeah. you go yeah. Rays, you go uh, you know Rowdies, our pro teams, pro team, yeah, we've got the a lot to cheer teams, for. The leagues, yep. See, we agree on something. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so when we're talking public health, what what does that entail as a, as a major for you? Like, um, because I you know I from my side right yeah. We're in a big thing right now that I'm sure public health matters because we're oh, all yeah. going through COVID. We're going, we're still, we're still kind of caught in this this pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. As well as the big talk right now is mental health, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So let's start with why you chose public, public health. health. So um, interestingly enough, I grew up in a family of healthcare providers, and I was originally seeking my bachelor's of science in nursing. So I wanted to have that hands-on experience where I could go to work and physically help someone and just make a really positive difference in my community. And I always had that in me, but when I got to that application and when I got to school and I got to see what nursing kind of entailed, I was like, well, I still have those values, but I think I want to do something else, something that's more suitable for me. So um, definitely did some networking, did some research in my undergrad, and um, my resident assistant was an RA at the time. And I talked to her and she was public health. I'm like, hey, what is public health? Like, I don't even know what that is, but the word health is in there. And it seems right. interesting. It seems kind of like what I want to do. So um, essentially, public health is very broad. That's the thing about it, extremely broad. But the main focus of it is to prevent diseases in populations. So we kind of look at the community programs. We look at disease surveillance. We look at all of the accessibilities that people have and so forth to kind of assess, okay, well, what are people using that's helping them stay healthy? What are some other things we can implement within the community to keep people healthy? So on and so forth. Right. So. And so is it is it more of a... Is it more of an, an administrative thing or is it more of a hands-on type of thing? It can be both. Oh, okay. That's the thing about public health is there are so many different jobs out there in different fields. So uh, it can be policy development, legislative type of work, but it can also be community work. So they can have nonprofit organizations, having low-income people have screenings for healthcare, things like that. So it can be anywhere. 
I'm interested in epidemiology, and that's the um, statistical side of it where we kind of do disease uh, surveillance, and then we do a lot of research to see, okay, what's going on in the community? What's being transmitted? How can we help prevent this type of thing? So I think you can see how broad it is. So with all of that being said, mm-hmm. what has been your take as a college student that is, that is, that is going after the public health as a major? What has been your take on, on what we're going through with COVID and the pandemic? So um, I I reflect on this almost every day. It's pretty interesting. So I actually transitioned to public health in January of 2020. Ah, okay. And it was interesting because in the beginning of my coursework, we're like, oh, learning about pandemics, things like that. And next thing you know, by March, we're being sent We're in a pandemic. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is actual real life practical experience, (laughs) which is kind of crazy. Not a lot of people can say that they get this. But I would say um, with what's going on, there's a lot to learn from that we can improve on to have um, not just better health outcomes, but a better life overall. Um, not just us here in the studio, but people everywhere in the community. I think there's a lot of emphasis on um, understanding the impact and importance of your health and also prioritizing your needs and not just yours, but helping people around you too, to keep yourself and other people safe too. So I think with COVID, um, not just politically, but and other areas too, there's a lot that we can learn individually from it too. Okay. A lot. So what is, so, and, and I'm, I'm, I, I have to go here. I, okay. I just would be amiss as a host if I didn't go here. So how do you handle, or what is your feedback when you hear things like your generation, the college student? Cause I mean, I'm just saying here in Tampa, Yeah. man, they don't care. Cause they don't think they're going to die. They, it's, it's a cold man. I got the flu. I'm going to the party. Oh, you know, you know they, so, they call it so, the uh, spicy flu. <laughs> yeah, like what is what is your take when this is your major? Yeah. And I'm sure you've got friends that are also in this major. Okay. But I'm sure you've got friends too that are like, man, I'm not staying in. I got to, I, I'm going. And in their defense, Florida kind of been wide open, right? Yeah. So how does how do you handle both sides of that? Being a college student, having friends that you guys are in that stage of life where we're having fun, we're yeah. experiencing college, but you're also dealing with public health is your major and you're no, you're seeing stats, you're studying this kind of stuff. How do you handle that? That's a really good question. So for me, anytime I approach a situation where whether it be social or even academic or anything like that, I always try to say, okay, well, what can I do to keep myself safe so I don't get anyone else sick type of matter? Um, it can be a little hard, like balancing having that social aspect, because essentially socialization is an important aspect of mental health. We are creatures that are designed to be able to socialize with other people and when that's taken away from us that can be hard because we're not really used to being put in situations like oh well i actually can't go out you know so i think it's definitely a learning experience but um throughout this process i've kind of learned to do what's best and to know that some situations are absolutely temporary so it's important to know hey if you are sick it's okay to stay in for five days like it's okay you know what you can look forward to getting back out there when you're better type of situation but did you have a lot of friends that were just like, man, I'm still going out or did a so, lot of your circle of friends? And I mean, so, uh, not to get all in your business, but I am all in yeah. your business. But I'm going to expose know. them. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, So funny enough, a lot of my friends are actually they're not public health majors, but they're seeking medical degrees and things like that. So they have that mindset like, OK, well, they're we're like burnt out. They're learning a lot. It's kind of a lot for them. So I think their perspective is a little bit different considering their educational background. But I've had had some conversations like, hey, maybe you probably shouldn't go out type of thing. But um, at the end of the day, I think that they have the right to exercise their autonomy and 
in my eyes, I just hope that they always do what's best. So in your eyes, is COVID as serious as everybody's talking about or or is it or did the media make it more scarier? Because here, here's here's the take. Right. And we've talked about that a lot on this pod. Mm-hmm. Right. On the one hand, I am very much a believer that COVID does exist. I am very much. I am very much an advocate of, you know, wear your mask. Like, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Right. And at the same time, too, I also don't want to get someone else close to me that I care about, as well as somebody that I don't even know. I don't want to be the cause of someone else getting sick. Right. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. But there's there's also that thing of. We haven't. Like, like, here's 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 my thing. Let, let's let's talk the news and, and let's talk the media, which I am. Right. If I gave you stats every single day on somebody with the flu and every single day, that's all I did was seventeen hundred more people <laughs> caught the flu today. Yeah. Sixteen hundred and twenty seven people caught the flu today. Nineteen hundred and thirty seven <laughs> people died from the flu. You, know, you understand? What I'm saying? Yeah. If I did it like that and that to me is what it's starting to feel like with COVID, right? And, and, you know, you read all these different things, like you said. And again, I don't claim to be an expert. I've had physicians on. I've had people on that are in the medical field. And you're my first person of someone that's studying it now. You know what I'm saying? So your opinion matters to me. But do you think it's more so a lot of not that COVID doesn't affect you, not that it's not even bad. But if the media wasn't on it the way that they are, do you think it would be as bad as it is? Because are we all, and even this part, and this is a twofold question, are we all really, are these people really dying from COVID or are they dying from what else they had and COVID might have just escalated it? Yes. So um, I'll address the media first. Um, I will say a media has played a huge part. So you don't like us is what you say. No, I'm playing. I didn't get there yet. I'm just kidding. But um, there's definitely some sort of fear that's instilled in people when they see things like this online. And um, sometimes they kind of put this stuff out there to kind of hope that people will take it more seriously, but it's doing more harm than good. So I think that um, the media should, they should have a role in this, yes, but it should be different than the way it is now, I will say. Because like you said, just saying statistics every day, it's fearful and it doesn't really accomplish much, even though those matter, those numbers are very important to public health, very important. But um, I mean, you hearing those numbers that affects your mental health, it affects your practices, things like that, so on and so forth. So I think that um, I, I don't know what the media should do, but they definitely have to work on that misinformation and also um exaggerating things all i'm too. saying is we should give dr fauci his own show that's all no we shouldn't i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying look, do you guys do you guys that's another question too while i'm here we talked when, about when you guys are in in these classes right yeah is dr fauci a credible source that you guys like say well you know dr fauci let, let's talk about him for a minute believe is it, he one of those guys believe it or not we do not reference him that much we do not so you guys don't respect him is that we, what you're saying we do respect him he's done a lot a lot um, and I think that it's um, time to kind of get other people in there too. You know, get other people in the mix, get other opinions. Man, we got to keep Dr. Diversity. Fauci followers up. Dr. Fauci is famous out in these streets. I know. <laughs> he honestly, he he's done a lot. So, but he so, but in in your studies though, he's not someone that you guys like. Is he? He's not someone that they bring up and like when you guys. And I know you guys talk about certain doctors or discoveries oh, yeah. or that sort of thing. 
we we don't make reference to him all the time, but we will kind of look back on some things he may have mentioned in the past. Or Especially seen. with COVID, right? Oh, yeah. It's important in our analysis when we're looking at trends and things like that. Well, let's see what he was saying then. And let's see what's being said now type of thing. So it's important. He's definitely played an important role, I will say. Well, he's been but, on TV the entire time. So he's yes. he's had some sort of a role. I don't, Almost definitely. Right. I'm not sure no if doubt. it's always been good or whatever. But Dr. <laughs> Fauci, somebody's giving him a check oh, yeah. every single day he's on TV. Yes. Um, and... Um, his work is appreciated, but um, there comes a time when it's time for some sort of shift um, to have new faces. I know a lot of people kind of blow off the news because it's coming from the same people. So it's kind of just like, okay, well, if I've had the same person tell me the same thing and then they keep changing it up and there's discrepancies in their guidelines, it's kind of just like, well, what, what am I supposed to do now? You know, it gets confusing and frustrating and I can see why people kind of just toss it to the side, you know? What did the influencers do for for you? Like 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 and now, you know, all of a sudden Beyonce goes, Hey, and I didn't say Beyonce did this, but she just comes to mind, right? She's a let's uh okay, the Jenners. Okay. Uh Kim Kardashian yes. says, We need you to get the shot. Mm-hmm. Does that make you want to get the shot? Because all of a sudden it was a bunch of influencers that you know yeah. that they were paying to get this word out. So from like a personal standpoint listening to an influencer would not kind of facilitate me to do something. Is that because of your background and what you're studying? I would say that's probably just because of my background. Cause like not even just the vaccine, but like anything, if they came out with some sort of product and they're like, this will change your life forever, which I'm sure they have products that will do that. And they girl, you know, it. that waist trainer works. I'm just saying, <laughs> oh, yeah. and that tummy tea girl, I'm about to get that tummy tea. <laughs> tummy tea. I'm getting that tummy tea, Jason. I'm gonna be slim by, by July. I'm gonna be slim July. getting that tummy tea. The summer body, right? That, man, let me tell you um, something. My no summer matter- body is loading right now. <laughs> no, God, I'm sorry. No, you're okay. Um, but say the t- uh, tummy tea, I'm not gonna go out and get it. That's just because I'm not the type to be influenced by the things that they promote. But I'm and sure at that, that, I'm sure at that school you go to, though. You're looking at a lot of those girls in there. They oh, yeah. are heavily influenced. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You can see it. You just see it. You don't even, you're going to look at people and just see. Oh, you're being as trendy as possible. I actually um, deleted TikTok and I haven't had it for like a year. So you are one of, of like 9 million people that is never going to delete I it. I feel out like, of like loop a little bit, but like I kind of have a general idea of what's going on. So, I mean, um, I know there's been a lot of promotion of vaccination and mask wearing um, on other platforms, especially Twitter, Instagram, things like that, Facebook. Um, Honestly, people have to do what works best for them. Right. So they can see these um, promotions and things like that. But at the end of the day, their decision should be based on what works for them. In case anybody just jumped in, I'm talking to some real life. I'm getting real life insight, Jason, here from Gen Z. Like not somebody giving me research. I'm getting real life insight. So I, so right now that puts me here. Could your generation go three days if we took y'all phones? No. <laughs> People would collapse. They would not know how to function. Okay, look, if we let you keep the information you needed, like your bank information, that, anything that's like that, mm-hmm. but... You weren't allowed to get on any apps for three days. We took your phone, no texting. You might have had, I, well, I don't even know, because from what I understand, your generation doesn't even know what a rotary phone is. It's just your fault. I know what it is, but other people don't. Right. Um, you don't think your generation could go three days? No. I know some people who are just so addicted, they can't go hours without it. You know, they'll be at work sneaking it in, or I see people in class sneaking it. It's just like, definitely becomes some sort of, 
addiction, I would say, absolutely, among my generation. And I mean, I have no trouble putting it away. Right. But I definitely know some people who would. So have you had friends that you went to high school with? Like you, you, you saw the research that the, the whistleblower that came out and said Instagram knew for a fact that what they were doing affected teenage girls in a negative way. Mm. Have you seen that like in your, your high school going up to, you know, where you are in college right now? Yeah, I know. Um, and to what extent? So I know uh, some of my peers having self-esteem issues, body image issues, definitely having some mental health issues that kind of stem from using the sources. And I would say that it's actually a situation that's more extreme than we think. Because we don't think it's that bad, but in reality, majority of people struggle with some sort of, um, not even mental health issue, but just um, something that kind of arised from using these sources. Right. So, um, interestingly enough, we were talking about this in my foundations of research class, literally like last week. So, we were looking at the um, rates of teenage girls and how um, their uses of social media impacts their development physically and emotionally right. as they grow older because our brains are still developing. So we're feeding ourselves all this stuff, but some of it might not be all that great, you know, but, but we can't put it down. Oh no, because it's not, you're not cool. It's not trendy. A You'll bit, be looked at really weird. If somebody were to kind of just like vanish from the internet and be like, Oh, Casey, why aren't you online? You know, but here's the thing though with that. Right. And, and again, I'm, I'm glad we're having this. Con I feel like I'm getting firsthand information as opposed to reading to study this and that and the, oh, yeah. the other. And I, and I'm so glad that you're opening up to have this conversation with me. Right. But at the same time, dude, speaking about that, gen this generation, right. And, and what we're talking about here with the phone and this and that and the other, then why is there always an announcement? I'm leaving social media, just leave, you know, like, like, and, 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 and let me go here. Let me go here because while we're in this place right because i feel like i shift here right we're we have we talk a lot right now and even i will say not just your generation because we're witnessing kanye west right now who is as big as they come yeah. when it comes to social media right your generation and, and and let me get off of your generation too let's just talk about what we're talking about now with people period right especially on social media there's this heavy thing of um what's going on with people's mental health mm -hmm. and there's also i felt a big push this last and, and I don't know if it pushes the right word, but where they were talking specifically about, I felt they were talking to me. Like, you know, they were like the black man very rarely will go and talk to someone about his mental health. He will. It just doesn't yeah. it just doesn't feel right to us as a black man. And I can admit that there's a lot of things I probably wish I would have talked to someone about. Mm -hmm. I'm not the most trusting guy. So I'm, I'm man enough <laughs> to admit that. You know, I am. Yeah. But I'm also feel like I feel like I feel like a lot of these people, though, it's just like. Everything is not mental health being bad. Some of these people are just trash, you know, like, you know, and, 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 and not even the person as a whole is a trash is trash, but you can't let's, let's talk Kanye. Okay. Let's go there. Let, let's talk Kanye. All right. Now I believe, I believe, mm -hmm. and you can give me your opinion right after this, Okay. that creatively he is highly gifted genius I, I, especially when it comes to music and the way his brain is wired to be like, I can create the next thing. And one thing I do love about him is the belief in himself is what every kid should believe. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because I was there at Def Jam when they told him, like, I don't, we don't know if he should rap. Just keep making these dope beats. He believed it. Yo, I can be as big as my big brother Jay-Z when it comes to rapping. Mm -hmm. And he proved it. Yeah. I can be a clothing fashion guy. I can do this. I can make sneakers that people are going to want to buy. Mm-hmm. 
give or take if he's actually making them. And I'm sure there's a great team around him, but yeah. he has to believe that first. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's no different than Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs probably doesn't put everything in a Mac computer, but he is the brains behind the operation of, of what they, how they go and what happens. There's other people doing, you know, that are touching things and doing things creatively. So I think the belief in himself is like none other. But when you look at some of the things that he's doing online, being a 40 something year old man, I don't know if I'm as quick to put that on. He's having mental health breakdowns or he's having mental health issues. And and the reason I say that I think it's convenient sometimes, even when it comes to him, right? You can't, to me, just attack, attack, attack and do all that he's doing online, right? And then when you see an old clip of Pete Davidson and because he's the target right now, you all of a sudden go, Pete Davidson, you're making fun of my mental health. Well, you're also making fun of your mental health because you won't go rest. Yeah. You won't go do what you need to do to make sure your mental health gets better. Mm-hmm. You're staring at this app like what you just told me, the same app that's bothering 15 and 16 year old kids. And you're a grown man that has kids that you should be showing them a better example, mm-hmm. you know, and before, before I go any further, can I get, get your thoughts on that? Like you're, you're in health. You, like yeah. you said, I know like us, you know, we talk a lot about mental health, but when you're looking at what Kanye's doing and were you a fan of Kanye before this all broke, that broke out? Were you a fan of his music or his work? Um, I ain't talking about personal Kanye. I'm talking about creative Kanye. Were you a fan of his work? Creator Kanye is an exceptional gentleman. But you're not Um, a fan. You're not a fan of personal Kanye. Oh yeah, that's correct. That's correct. What Um, what bothers you about personal Kanye? Other than the fact, are you going to tell me he's a narcissist? (laughs) I will say that there are. uh, It's just a little strange some behaviors, and whether or not it can be tied to mental health, regardless, it's unhealthy. So I will say that um, I think in this, see, he's such an influencer. People are drawing right to him like, oh, look at what he said. He pulled up this video from years ago, blah, 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 blah. It's important to understand, okay, well, when does someone actually need to talk to someone or who should you talk to? I will tell you this. He should not be posting on social media. I will say that right now. But the followers love it. They like it. They they viewing it. They Because... I mean, I don't know if it comes across as funny or maybe interesting. Maybe it's just something that's really interesting to them. You know, right. It feeds them. They're like, oh, this is interesting news, you know. Um, but there's there comes a point in time when it's kind of just like, OK, well, you should probably talk to somebody about something, but not post it on Instagram because maybe not everybody needs to hear about this. Right. If a video from eight years ago bothers you, that's OK. Own up to it and admit it. But. You don't have to post it on. But he shouldn't be. He shouldn't have to tag Pete Davidson. He shouldn't have to call no. him Skeet, Skeet Davidson. No. Oh my goodness. Um, and for in case you've been living under a rock too, man. Like what's going on right now? Of course, everybody knows that Kanye West and Kim Kardashian West were were yeah. married. They're in the middle of a divorce. They have four kids together. Yes. And now, in the midst of all of that, Kim has not only filed to make sure that she's listed as single on anything, not married or whatever. She's listed as single. Mm-hmm. She's also started dating. Saturday Night Live guy, Pete Davidson, right? Yes. Now, what's also happened within the midst of that is Kanye has gone on social media and attacked this dude on several different occasions. Then he backed off a bit, though, and he took responsibility briefly for his actions. But didn't he buy a house across the street from her? Well, that was before. Well, that, that, well he bought the house across the street from yeah. her from them, from her before that, right? Yeah. He also, in the midst of that, started, like, talking about Pete and, and posting things about Pete and this sort of thing, right? That sort of, and again, I've had friends that say different sides. I got one friend who says, 
you can't tell that man what to do when he's fighting for his family. If I was close to that friend, I probably would have punched him in the stomach, but he's my brother. So I got, can do that. Right. But that's what he said. Yeah. What do you have thoughts on that? Like, I don't know. Like, I think it's kind of just like a strange way of looking at someone fighting for their family. Right. Cause it just seems in a, in a healthy manner. If he's trying to do that, that's good for him. But definitely the approach he's using right now is probably not the best. Well, as a female, as a female, do you feel like, because this is starting what's coming out there now. Yeah. If Kanye was, if well, not Jason money, because Jason's still a mogul, right? Yeah. But if Kanye had my money, right? <laughs> yeah. He would get stalker charges. Like he would get, oh, yeah. he would get like arrested in a, uh, what is it? What is it? A restraining order put on him. Mm-hmm. But because he's Kanye West, right? We're liking these posts. Yeah. We're reposting them. We're taking the one where he wrote on the pad and said, I haven't been hacked. This is Kanye. Now we're writing other things to promote our parties on this post with Kanye standing there. People are, are, you know, are mocking it and doing different things, which you and I both agree it's not helping. But as a female and you're looking at that. Yeah. What's the talk around you from guys and girls that you go to school with? Um, So we're actually worried about Kim a lot because some of his behaviors are just so erratic and unpredictable you don't really know what he's going to do next even though he might have deep down good intentions you don't really know and i um i think it was last night i saw this thing on uh twitter it was a clip of uh kim and kanye in the car and kim was uh kim was just bawling her eyes out and the situation is very sad but from a standpoint we want to make sure like everybody's safe like you have four little babies at home right. you got to look out for them regardless of what happens in between you and kim you got to make sure that you're looking out for them because they're young and they're obs- they're observing all of this. They see everything. They're like little sponges. So this is what they know, which shouldn't be what they know, you know. And um, I know you had mentioned something about, you know, if he was one of us, he would have been arrested for something. Well, not Jason. Like- Jason's a mogul. Okay. But if he was me, if, he's you. if he was me, he'd be specifically arrested. You. Yeah, specifically okay. me, because I'm, I'm nowhere near his tax bracket. Oh, right? yeah. He's a billionaire. I'm nowhere near oh, his tax yeah. bracket. You me know? neither. Jason's like, Jason's like 15 times my tax bracket. So. Okay. He's oh. kind of like a mogul, baby mogul, but yeah. kind of like a mogul. So they don't bother Jason the same as they would bother me. Yeah. But I think I seriously, the the standards are different. Right. Yeah. So so have you have a, have you talked to any guys at your school? Like, what's their thoughts on it? Have, is he losing fans because of this? Like fans are like, man, I can't take this. I, I know some people are kind of like, OK, this is enough because this has been going on. You've been like this way for years and years. You see some people saying like, oh, well, it's important for us to stick with him now, kind of get him through this type of situation. But then you also have the other end of the spectrum for people like, okay, we're done, we're done. Right. Great creative work, but personality, you know, it's hard to follow that, you know? You know, I get offended when people go, we should stick with him now. And let me tell yeah, you why. It's, because it's an interesting perspective, I will say. Well, my thing is, we always want to stick with these entertainers who don't even know who we are, who we don't know. But meanwhile, we'll have a friend down the street who we won't stick through, stick with through nothing. Yeah. You know, like, I just want people to support their friends that they actually know or support yeah. their small business idea the same way that they support these entertainers that they don't know. Because we can't, and, and again, I know we're on Kanye, but Kanye's hip-hop, so I feel yeah. like this is the right place to discuss him, right? And I'm not, again... If Kanye has mental health issues, I want him to get them fixed because I think that he is a very dope creative. I don't think he makes a lot of the right personal decisions, but that's mm-hmm. my opinion. Who am I to tell a man what to do? I do yeah. think, though, that something needs to be hap- to happen in a good way before it goes overboard. You understand oh, what I'm saying? Because, yeah. because to me, and I, and I say this all the time, even to younger kids when I go speak to them at schools and stuff, three minutes the wrong way can have your life messed up a long time, right? Absolutely. And yes, right now, like you said, and we both said Kanye's doing a lot of posting, right? It's post this, yeah. it's post that. And then all of a sudden it'll come and be like, I'm fighting for my family. Then it's a truck full of roses. Then it's, you know what? 
Pete Davidson, you let then it's it's it's, it's like a back yeah. and forth thing, right? It is. And three minutes the wrong way of him and Kim in a room by themselves, mm-hmm. and now we got a much bigger problem. Yeah. And we're all watching this. Like we're all like in this gigantic group text. Mm-hmm. That we can't get out of because, and I'm not, and again, and yeah. here's what's crazy. I'm not even following Kanye. And oh, I, don't I, don't either. Like, I don't feel like I've missed anything. Yeah, somehow I've still heard everything, but I don't follow him. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. Like musically, I, I want to know what's going on, right? Because I, you know, like I said, I think he makes dope music. I think, uh, and the documentary everybody's talking about is is really dope that he's got out on oh, Netflix, yeah, Netflix right now. Yeah. Right. I haven't seen that, but I, I don't feel like I've missed any of the chaos. And this is my problem with, with, with my 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 part right the media mm-hmm. right i feel like a lot of the media doesn't care as long as they're getting clicks so let's just yeah. keep pushing this story out there to mm-hmm. consumers let's keep pushing this story out there whatever we want the narrative we can always write because we're bloggers we're this and that and the other we can write these crazy opinions like you know everybody doesn't know what's going on with them but we write like we do mm. and yeah i think we're just at this very very point that Something could go wrong. Oh, we don't want him to hit rock bottom, but um, that's something that could happen, and the media is going to eat that up too. Unfortunately, I mean, that's think about it. Look how many look, man. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Thing I I love about this interview thing is, and one of the people that I really thought was dope at it was Anthony Bourdain, right? Mm-hmm. And like Dave Chappelle said on his on his comedy special, Anthony Bourdain flew around the world to beautiful places, ate the best food, and mm-hmm. talked to some of the dopest people in the world. That dude hung himself in a luxury hotel suite. Mm. Right? Yeah. And these are people that we think have made it. Yeah. And the similar to Miss America, the e- US, Miss USA. Exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't think at all. I went through her social media because I didn't really know who she was. Mm-hmm. And after, you know, being from New York and staying in that same area, when I go to New York now, I stay in that general area, yeah. Times Square, where she, where she jumped from. Mm-hmm. And I have friends that live in that area. I went back and looked at her last 10 post. Like you just said, I didn't get anything yeah. like she would ever come off of a building. Yeah. Like I got none of that. I got, I got the same thing I get from a lot of these other influencers. Yeah. Keep yourself right. Go work out. Girl, your mental health and be yeah. strong. And I was like, well, she got and it it's together. it's sad because she advocated for mental health. She was very um, smart, talented young woman. And it's kind of just like you have people advocating it for mental health, but how are they doing? You know, like you don't, you never ask. Right. You never think to ask. We just assume like, oh, well, if she's advocating for mental health, she must be taking care of herself type of situation. But there was something deep down underlying that we, none of us had any idea. of. Did that hit you differently than it hit most people? Because, and, I, and I'll tell you why I ask you this. Kanye hits me different. Mm-hmm. And this is why. Because first of all, my, my, my love for hip hop. Yeah. Right. And he also hits me different because Kanye looks like me. Yeah. And by that, I mean, we're both black men, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so Kanye hits me different. So when Kanye does stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a representation of me as well, because I advocate, I've advocated for him as being a dope artist. Yeah. I think he's a creative man. He, I thought, you know, and I don't think he's a bad example. We all go through things. He's just going through them in front of the world yeah. to see. And I wish that they weren't doing that. Right. I wish that he did. He got these yeah. problems fixed in private. Oh yeah. That's what I don't would, like about there it. There would right? be different outcomes. It'd be different experience for him and his family entirely. Right. So I ask you that because I look at Miss America. Mm-hmm. I look at the fact that she was only 30. Mm-hmm. I look at the fact that she was very much into her education. Yeah. And then I look at you. Oh, yeah. And then I, when you saw that story, did it hit you like a, a different kind of way? It because broke my heart. Absolutely. I went in my roommate's room and I was like, oh my gosh, like, look what just happened. And we were shocked. We, It's a beautiful young woman. You would never think. So 
hearing it's kind of just like it made me think about myself. I'm like, oh, well, mental health is really important. And we want to make sure that misinformation is not being spread out there. But we want to make sure people have the resources and information they need to like even talk to someone because it's so important. And I think um, a lot of stigmas have to play a role in that, too, because people look at Kanye West or like, well, he's well off. He's very successful. Why would he have these problems? But like, you never know. Any- Everyone has a story. People Everybody don't understand that money don't fix problems. Either. It doesn't. I mean, it, sometimes it, it even probably fix a lot. Of, it could probably fix a lot of my problems. <laughs> oh, me but, too. <laughs> but, but but I mean, it does. It doesn't make people yeah, exactly. people that have the most money are not always the happiest person. And people they, people don't understand that because it's kind of just like, oh well, Miss America, like she went to law school, like all this stuff. Like why why would she do that? But she did put out that story in in people's defense. If they're just looking at social media, which a lot of people, yeah. that's all they're doing, right? she seemed like this really happy person. Like, yeah. no, like, and I'm, you said the same thing. I don't think anyone saw that coming except yeah. for maybe her mother Yeah. and her, and only reason I say her mother, not, not that her mother actually saw that part happening, yeah. but her mother did talk about it later that she knew something was wrong with her daughter because of the way her daughter talked to her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not to the extent of, you know, cause I'm sure if her mother would have known that was going to happen. She'd she have been there at that door. Yeah. She'd have been there. Right. But, she knew her daughter wasn't all the way right, that something was bothering her a lot because her daughter and her, they talked a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you need that person. Oh, yeah. But, you need that person to confide in. Absolutely. But when that person is at that point and they're locked in a building by themselves and you, yeah. you know, they didn't call you, you know, because, you know, everybody talks about looking at the signs. Right. Mm-hmm. What do they what do they tell you guys? Like, because I mean, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure, like I said, I don't know where that even goes. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Being a college student now, right? Yeah. Being that mental health is such a big deal. Being that all these things are going on right now while you guys are, you know, mm-hmm. living, right? We've got yeah. school shootings that I'm sure happened um, while you guys were in school, right? They were mm-hmm. they were a crazy deal. Yep. And what do they tell you guys? Like at at your, you know, what do they tell you for our warning signs? When it when when you think you might be having, you know, things that bother you or you're to a point. Are they giving you the right resources? You think that schools are like a, a school like USF, are they helping to provide the right resources for you guys? You think for students who may be going through some things yeah. that may, they think are too much to handle? Yes, absolutely. I actually use those resources myself. So um, I'm a big advocate for mental health. And um, they tell us, hey, when you're really fatigued, losing interest, things just, you know, you're feeling really down, can't really, nothing is interesting you. You can't just get up, go about things. Uh, especially if you're going through a hard time. I mean, navigating life at like 18, 19 years old during a pandemic was a curveball that I never saw coming. I don't think anybody. I, saw no, it yeah, coming. no. What actually, if they did, please talk to me. But um, I know you guys had it. You guys <laughs> yeah. that were in school and kids that were in grade yeah. school. It was a very different it's, experience. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's it's hard, but at the same time, um, it's important to know what resources are available. USF. I feel has done an exceptional job at making us aware of what resources we have. And even if we might not have access, we can get connections with people who can help us find other people. So I will say my experience using those resources have been exceptional and have actually helped me a lot along the way navigate this. But it's definitely important to not dismiss things. People are kind of just like, oh, well, yeah, life happens, things like that. But I mean, that might be true, but you really, in the long run, it will be so beneficial to just talk to someone because there's so many things that you can implement in your life that can make a huge difference that you might not even know, right. not having had that conversation with someone. It just takes one conversation, just one. Does it start with putting the phone down some? Yes. Ah, because that so, device, that device. Is actually, cr- for me, um, 
I know a lot of people don't do this because people were surprised when they found out I did this. But on Apple, there's like the apps that you can do like time limits. You can set limits on each day. Um, and I have limits for all my social media. So usually when my minutes are up, I don't really go back on it. But um, I do that. Um, and it helps me not a lot like just with my studying, but with my mental health, too, because I don't need to be feeding myself all these things online. Especially if I if I think of it as, okay, is this productive for me? Is this helpful? How is this going to make me a better person? How is this going to help me help other people type of situation? Right. And if it's not meeting that standard, I kind of just. But you've got some kind of focus, though. I think a lot of people, I just, like, I watch people now that they, they, okay. they don't know what to do, so let's just go to the phone. Like, I watch people in the oh, yeah. airport or something, or like, and I get it, you like yeah. certain things, but they don't know what to do, right? So they get in these awkward situations, they're in yeah. an awkward, like, room, and they don't know this. So it's like, let me put my head down and stare at my phone. Oh, and yeah. it's like they don't even know how to have this conversation. So I appreciate it. And I appreciate you letting me into, you know, your space. Yeah. Let's talk about something else in the news that's going on right now. And again, this has been a big one, mm-hmm. probably your whole adult life. Right. <laughs> and definitely in the last couple of years, uh, Officer Kim Potter, who shot the. Uh, oh, my God. Let me get this right before I get this name wrong, because I don't know how I would do that. Um, well, the verdict came down today. Mm-hmm. Um Here we go. Ex-police officer Kim Potter is sentenced to 24 months in prison in the killing of Dante Wright. And she is the officer that shot the black man that mistakenly pulled out her gun instead of her taser. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, first off, when those stories happen, what do you as, as a young black woman having a black father, of course? Yeah. What do you think about what? How, how do those hit you? Oh, they hit close, hard. Um, It's kind of upsetting to see how the media does portray it. And I know it brings like this um, provoking feeling with among the community, like, hey, like, we need to do something about this. I know um, not too long ago, we had some riots and things like that involving gun violence and things of that sort. But um, something definitely has to be done because... uh, not just with gun violence, but violence in general is it's getting out of hand. And um, I was actually watching the news a few days ago and they were saying that um, gun violence has absolutely increased. I'm not going to say the percent. I don't recall at the top of my head, but it's increased since the pandemic and they're attributing it to mental health and people not um, using resources and seeking the help that they need. And they're fueling and building up everything inside and kind of just letting it out in the absolute most incorrect wrong ways. So I think that um, this is definitely something that needs to be paid attention to and we have to do something about it. Yeah. I have a different it, problem with this. Like, okay. like I have a, like the gun violence problem is, is, is it? And okay. another thing I always like to make sure that I say here too is black lives have to matter to us too. Like yeah. I can't mistreat your life and then get mad when a white officer or somebody kills somebody else black. Right. Like I can't mistreat yeah. you. You look like me. I can't be like, you know, in a conversation with you and the next thing you know, I'm full blown mad and I take your life yeah. and you look just like me or I'm disrespectful to every yeah. brother that I run into, you know, but then I'm mad because a white officer kills, you know, a black man. Yeah. My problem with this sentence is this dude's life was really only worth two years. Like, yeah. like whether she whether she meant to or not. Right. I, I feel, you know, and it's crazy because I, I, I watch comedy so much. Right. That. I kind of take a lot of these things and, I, and a, a comedian will wind up saying something that'll, that'll resonate with me. Mm-hmm. And Chris Rock was like, 
some jobs you just can't get wrong. Yeah. You can, not this wrong. Oh, right? yeah. No, no, like, not like, this like, wrong. Like if you're this a pilot, is very wrong. Like if you're a pilot, you can't get on the plane one day and be like, I just don't feel like flying, but you're already way up in the air with, the, with a bunch of these people on the plane. You just can't yeah. be like, you know what? Now I want the day off. Bro, you got to get these people down, right? Yeah, you said, just, let's descend. Right. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, you, 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 you can't do that, right? Like yeah. when you're an officer, you got to... You've been trained to know where your taser is and okay. where your where your where your gun is, right? Yeah. And they feel differently. Everything else. If 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 you're that scared and in that split second you just take people's lives randomly, and you can only get two years, then should you really be protecting and serving? Are you really protecting and serving? Yeah. So there's this standard in the community that they're there to protect us, and it's kind of strange when we turn around and hear, "Oh my gosh, an officer shot someone by accident because they thought," it's like what like what's going on literally right your job is to protect us and um there's some exceptional officers out there but there's also officers that kind of they might not do the right thing and um it gives an unsettling feeling in the community absolutely and another thing that bothers me about these things right is the judge always has something extra to add like they always got something extra to add oh, yeah. now first of all what did they add to uh, first of all this one she was sentenced to 24 months mm -hmm. and she got fined. Now let's go to the maximum that she got convicted of first degree manslaughter and second degree manslaughter, right? Mm -hmm. The maximum sentence for first degree manslaughter is 15 years and a $30,000 fine. And for secondary manslaughter, 10 years and a $20,000 fine. So you've gotten convicted of two crimes, right? Both that wound up in the, in the killing of this young black dude, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the judge. And this is always what gets me when they decide these sentences, because the prosecutor was asking for at least seven years, at least she got two years and a thousand dollar fine. And she only has to serve two thirds of that and can get out for the other third for good behavior. Offer, yeah, for right. Oh my word. Here's what always gets me about these cases is when the judge does this. This is one of the saddest cases I have had in my 20 years on the bench, Chu said when delivering the sentence. Officer Porter made a mistake that ended tragically, but she never intended to hurt anyone. Look, man, let me tell you something. If I go out here mm -hmm. and I hit somebody with my car, right, because I looked away at my phone, I didn't intend to kill anybody. I didn't. I didn't. And people make those mistakes all the time. Matter of fact, let's use a perfect example here that happened here. Those two kids that were racing on Bayshore mm -hmm. did not, I'm sure when they took off, intend to kill that woman and her baby crossing the street. Mm. But that don't mean they didn't do it. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That husband can never get his child and his and his wife back. Yeah. Killed by a car going 100 miles an hour in a 35. Right? Mm. This family can never get Dante back. Yeah. Whether you say... She woke up that morning and intended to kill a black man or not. That ain't what we're talking about here. Yeah. We're talking about the fact that she did it and got convicted. How do you get two years out of two counts of manslaughter that you were proven guilty for that carried maximum sentences of 15 and 10 years and we only get two? Yeah, something definitely does not add up here. I know um, I wouldn't have got to. Oh, I bet you that. Like, no, there's a, yeah. look, there's a, look, there's a lady that was in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm -hmm. Speaking of a uh, whole nother thing to stand your ground law. Her husband had been abusive. Mm -hmm. She felt threatened. She took a gun out. She didn't shoot him. She shot around him to let him to be like, look, warning. Yeah. don't hit me. Yeah. Don't hit me. Don't put your hands on me or I'm going to use this weapon. That black lady got 20 years. 
That black lady got 20 years. Didn't shoot yeah. the guy. Didn't even graze him. Wow. And we know for a fact it was a domestic violence thing. This is my problem with the case like this. You understand what I'm saying? It's 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 a it's a clear double standard. Oh yeah, absolutely. I honestly feel like the criminal justice system doesn't really provide that justice that we're looking for in cases like these. And I think um, it's more than just holding somebody accountable too. So yeah, they did it. Um, but like, what is what is justice to us? Because I don't think it's two years, and I think a lot of people wouldn't think it's two years either. Honestly, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't and even, like I don't said, know how anybody got two standard, years out of it. Because if you applied the same situation, you had the same situation to people who are of different races, you would have different outcomes. Absolutely. So do you feel, do you yourself as a black woman feel nervous about any encounter that you have like with the police? Are you, do you, is there extra, like, like me as a black man, right? Mm-hmm. Cop pulls me over. I don't think that all cops are bad. I do no, not. Absolutely and I not. have relatives that are cops. I got yes. good friends that are cops. A lot of my parties, I'm very cool with the cops. Yeah. And I also very much try not to put them in situations where they got it. Like, you know, like if they're giving a command, like, yo, let's clear this up. Yeah. Usually I'm involved with them and I'm like, yo, like, bro, I need you to help me get this. Or, you know, I'm yeah. telling them that. So I've built a different relationship to me. Like, and I have cops come speak with me at places. Cause I think we need to fix that community type relation. But if Absolutely. I get pulled over, mm-hmm. if I get pulled up, if the, if the blue red lights hit me from behind, mm-hmm. I take three, there are three or four extra things I go through in my mind mm-hmm. to keep that from escalating. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want my hands to move too quick. Yeah. I'll be like, Yo, like you're telling me to get my license because yeah. I've seen on film, you know, I've seen on video on Facebook Live mm-hmm. where a guy sitting in a car and the officer says, I need to see your driver's license. And he's sitting in the car mm-hmm. with his girlfriend and baby in the back seat. And he says, I am licensed to carry a firearm, but I am only going in my pocket because you told me to get my license. So that's what I'm going reaching for. Yeah. I'm reaching for my wallet. To give you my license. And he got like three or four pumped in him and he killed right there in front of his daughter. Mm. So there's always like three or four extra steps that I take when I think yeah. about things like that when I get in the traffic stop. We, have, you, we shouldn't have to. I Yeah. Absolutely not. Well, we I think we all can agree on that. Yeah. But my question is, do you as a black woman also feel that way? Uh, I would say... In a way, yeah. Um, knock on wood, I've never been stopped in traffic. I've had, knock on wood. Yeah, we're not going with that. You follow, okay. you follow the yeah. laws. Uh, yeah, for the most part, right? Yeah. So um, I've had encounters with the police before, though. I've had issues with roommates in the past. I've had to call police because of situations. And um, I try to make sure that encounter is healthy and that nothing goes wrong. There's no room for error, things like that. But I definitely feel on edge a little bit. I feel a little antsy. Um I don't know if it's more than most people would feel, but there's definitely that like a little bit of hesitation to even, you know, having right. to be working with them. But I do respect them. I know there are, like you said, there are some good cops out there. There's some very good ones, but there are just a select few that have kind of made it hard for that community as well. So, yeah. I just, I just hope one day we can all get along. That's what oh, I'm hoping. That would be so lovely. And one day I'm a mogul like Jason. <laughs> yeah. that's all i'm saying i ain't got to be a all the way mogul like yeah. kanye i just want to be like a little bit of a mogul a like bit. jason like yeah like jason doesn't worry about much you, yeah. you're just meeting him but he doesn't worry about much <laughs> people don't see him a lot on camera he just keeps all of this going but jason's yeah. like a baby mogul man um i appreciate you taking the time yeah, to talk to me about what i feel is news that matters and you know why the news matters because the news matters because you're here talking to me about the news i just want to get that clear because yeah. a lot of this news really to me i feel like I've seen this before. Like yeah. I, I kind of like even the the K 
Kim Potter thing. I, 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 nothing happened there that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. What's crazy? Like when I woke up this morning, they were talking about it and they were giving, you know, testimony from his family and this and that. And they were giving their victim impact statements and that sort of thing. Nothing surprises me here. Yeah. Like, and that's the sad part, I think, that is, is, that, is that we're all starting to feel like. And this can't be the new normal, you know? Right. But, we all, but I think be. we're all starting to feel like uh, it happened again. Yeah. You know, like it's kind of like the Kanye thing we're talking about. It's like uh, yeah. Kanye did something else. It's school shootings. You know, things like that. It's yeah. becoming regular. And these are things that should not be normalized at all. Yeah, we got to fix that. Absolutely. But, you know, you'll graduate soon and you'll help change the world. I hope so. No. <laughs> that is these the expectation, right? Oh, well, there you go. Um, I'm not sure if you're, you know, celebrities that stop by here, They we always tend to give them a chance to, you know, get their social media out there. I don't know if, if that's the world you're living in where people can follow you oh, at and, you yeah. know, hear you, are you. Do you talk about your public health, your, your, your public health and stuff like that on your social media? Or you haven't gotten into that not space quite, yet? Not quite, but I was actually looking into probably doing something like that. Really? Yeah, because I... Um, feel like people there's like a lot people don't know about like there's stuff i'm learning that i didn't know right so if i didn't know it not saying you didn't know it but there's a good chance you know right. so definitely looking into probably like making some sort of um, promotion of public health in my account i think it's yeah. dope too because it's positive info and i think it we, is. i think we it need more be, of yes. that you know I, I i got enough moms dancing in the kitchen i got enough people doing voiceovers to movies and stuff and being yeah. like I'm, i got a million followers on tiktok for what i I've, I've seen this movie <laughs> Because I've seen this movie already. I don't need to see you do Chris Tucker's part from Friday. Like, I've seen this already. I, you're not applying yourself, Smokey, yeah. by some lady in the kitchen. I've already seen, like, you know, Chris Faison and Chris Chris Tucker do those lines in the movie Friday. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not following you because you do yeah. it with a spatula in your hand. I'm not I'm just not following you because of that. Miss yeah. um, Alexa, where can they find you at on social media if they'd like to follow? Oh, I'm on Instagram. Um, my name, uh, Alexis underscore Juliana. Um, if you can't find me, I'm going to be on DJ Eakin's page as well. You'll find me deep in yeah. there during the uh, buck season. Oh, <laughs> right? well, there you go. Yeah, you'll find me somehow. But yeah, you can always give me a follow and reach out to me if you have questions or want to talk about something. I'm definitely open to that. Absolutely. Um, I appreciate it. Um, one more thing I like to do, too. And mm-hmm. I figure since you're right in the life group that I like to speak to, if you could give like someone a little bit younger than you some advice, okay. like getting ready to navigate college or something oh, like yeah. that, what advice would you give them? So little background, I was a first generation college student, so it was very daunting, very intimidating. But um, a piece of advice I would give you is to honestly just put yourself out there in a good way. Um, Show people your talents, your skills, be proud of yourself, be confident and just get to meet a lot of people. And also, um, I would say to do what you love, what you're passionate about. So in public health, we say our passion is our practice. So um, we're passionate about health and we want to practice it. So whether you're interested in public health or not, um, just get your foot in the door and just really plug into things that you um, thrive in. Boom. I think that's a good note to end on. Shouts out to yeah. Miss Alexis from uh, for stopping here at the uh, Hip Hop Study Hall podcast for my entire family. Uh, shouts out to my guy, Jason, of course, Radio <laughs> Influence. And as Ben always tells me, I should say, right, mm-hmm. like, subscribe, all that good stuff on our YouTube channel, Hip Hop Study Hall. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Hip Hop Study Hall. And I am DJ Eakin, of course. And I cannot wait for football season to come back if you know what I mean but still I, um, I'm excited too <laughs> I appreciate everybody man Hip Hop Study Hall the podcast rocking with you now man I'll see you soon thank you thank you